We'll praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. His name is above every name, and we give Jesus praise today. And I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to start a whole new series, and I pray you really get something out of this one. This series is entitled No Lack. That's right, No Lack. God wants you to have a full supply and an abundant provision. You know why? Because He wants you to be blessed, and He wants those around you to be blessed as well. Who can He trust with the finances? Why can He trust you? We're going to talk about that today and a whole lot more, but not only just financial things. We're going to talk about the blessings of the Lord as it relates to you, your family, your house, and everything that you touch. I tell you, God does have an answer for you, and it is written in his holy word. So I can't wait for you to hear it. All right. Don't forget also to check out our website at www.kingdomrock.org and partner with me in our building campaign. We are building the house of the Lord, and together we're going to raise over $400,000 for this new worship facility. And I thank you that you will partner with me and help us raise the house of the Lord. Let us rise up and build. It's a great work, and I thank you for partnering with me. Just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And just click on the Give button. And there you can give your donation and we're going to build the house of the Lord. Thank you so much for giving and partnering with me as we share the gospel all around the world. All right, without any further ado, here comes part one of the series entitled No Lack, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Lord, we thank you for the pulpit ministry of the Holy Spirit, how you are are equipping us and guiding us and leading us through your word. Father, I pray today in Jesus' name that you would open up our hearts to hear your word and also to respond to what you are saying. Father, make your word so clear that even the youngest of us uh, can hear and understand and apply it to their lives. Lord, we seek you for the anointing that makes preaching and teaching easy. And we give you praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Luke, Luke 9, Luke 9. When you get to uh, Luke, the ninth chapter, I want you to say, praise the Lord. Uh, We're going to be back and forth between Luke, the ninth chapter and also Matthew, the 14th chapter. And we're today we're starting the series. I believe it's a series. We'll know next week. But I believe it's a series, and uh, we want to speak from the subject of, or the series title, No Lack. No Lack. No Lack. No Lack. No Lack. An abundant provision of full supply. No Lack. If you would, God will, I know the Lord is trying to change our mentality or shape our mentality as it relates to um as it relates to things, as it relates to finances, as as it relates to our lifestyle, as it relates to our walk in him. Let me tell you now, but even before we begin uh, all of this, that God wants you to have an abundance. He wants you to have abundance. He wants you to have a full supply. I know that in the past we have been disappointed uh, over many in many areas. And that's partly because of some things that we're going to talk about today. So as the Lord continues just to um, 
as it continues just to chisel away at the old man, at the mentality and thinking of the old man, the new man will be revealed and you will walk into abundance. You will walk into a full supply. Amen. I bless God for all of you this morning in Jesus' mighty name. All right, uh, nine, uh, Luke 9 chapter, we're going to read verses 1 and 2, and then I'm going to hop down to verses 10 through 17. We're going to read that today in Jesus' name. All right, uh, Luke 9 verses uh, 1 and 2, and it says this. Then he called uh, his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach what? The kingdom of God, reading out of the King James Version, by the way. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Drop down to verse number 10. And so in verse 2, he sent them. Verse 10, they're coming back. And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went and went aside privately into a desert place uh, belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And verse 11, and the people, when they knew it, followed him and he re- and he returned, rather, he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God. You see that? And he spake unto them, unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them that had need of healing. Verse number 12. And when and when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve and said unto him, uh, send the multitude away that they may go into the towns and country roundabout and lodge and get victuals or uh, get provisions, food of that nature. For we are here in a what type of place? In a desert place. Uh, Verse 13, but he said unto them, give ye them to eat. And they said, we have no more but five loaves and two fishes, except we go and buy meat uh, for all this people. Verse 14, and they were about 5,000 men. And he said unto, the, unto his disciples, make them sit down in fifties in a company. Very prophetic. You'll see this. And they uh, said, and rather than they did so, and made them all sit down. Verse 16, then he took the five loaves and two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and break and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude verse 17 and they did eat and were all filled and there was taken up of fragments that remained of them 12 baskets say praise the lord all right praise the lord now let's jump over to matthew 14 same account but matthew gives just a little bit more information just a little bit more information uh, Stan, would you please, would you get, bring, up, bring up that podium over here for me, please? I need to be closer to y'all today. Praise Jesus. I feel the need to be closer, Diane. I feel the need to be closer. So glad my friend Carol's back with us today. Praise God. Amen. So great for all of you here today. So grateful Stan is here. Praise God, doing a good job moving that podium. I just made you famous. Praise God. All right, who's Dan? Who's Dan? All right. Matthew 14, let me read to you verses 15 through 18. Just want to get this in your hearing before we go further. Matthew 14, verses 15, 16, 17, 18. This is what it says, verse 15. 
And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals or food or get some supplies. Verse 16, but Jesus said unto them, they need not depart, give ye, give ye them to eat. And they, and they say unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. Verse 18, he said, bring them hither to me. All right. Now, a lot is going on in these verses. And basically what you're going to see today is one of the things you're going to see is the character and nature of God as it relates to you and it, as it also concerns you. There's just so much here. We've just read how, first of all, there was a need. The people had a need. They were hungry. The Bible says that there were 5,000 men. Now, historians say that, and we know this today, that usually in church, there are more women than men. I think that's the same about today. Historians say that there were possibly over 15,000 people in attendance. 15,000. That is 5,000 men. Then you have the ladies and then you have the children. Sometimes there are a whole lot of children. So I don't doubt that number. Over 15,000 uh, were in attendance in that service that day. There was a need. And the Lord told the disciples, the disciples said something, hey, this I'm sure was a good idea to them. Lord, send them away so that they can get themselves something to eat. Send them away. But Jesus throws them a curveball and says, they need not go away. You feed them. You do it. And of course, as we all what we always do, we always go into an examination, you know, uh, looking at what we have or what we don't have. Right. And they said simply, we don't have enough for this. We don't have enough for this. Now, I want you to see the two mentalities that are here, the two mentalities. Jesus said, you feed them. They don't need to go away. You feed them. In his mind, there is enough, at least enough. But I'm sure his mind, he already knows what he's going to do. So he knows that there is more than enough. He sees another picture. When he says you feed him, he sees another picture. They see lack. They see uh, an, is an insufficiency. They see not enough. And that's what a lot of us have seen through the years. And if you follow with me and follow in line with what the Lord is doing, you won't see that anymore. Let's clap on that. Hallelujah. 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 So here are two minds and operations. One says there is more than enough or one sees more than enough and the other sees not enough. And some of us are still stuck right in that pattern. Now, I want you to see the mind of God and how it relates to you. And there's so much here. I want you to understand, first of all, how the Lord met the need. He didn't just give the people just enough. Everybody gets a few crackers and you, at least you got something to eat and then you go home. No, the Bible says they ate until they were filled. They were filled. Uh, literally in the Greek means that they were stuffed. Think about, um, uh, let's say maybe Thanksgiving time or whenever you have a big meal at your house or whenever you go out for a big meal, you eat until you're stuffed. He said they were filled. The people were filled. Now, 
that's significant because that means as well, Jesus did not tell them how much to eat. He let them eat until they were filled. He gave them abundance. He, he let them eat until they said, oh, I can't eat anymore. They were stuffed. That's how God wants to supply the needs for you. He doesn't want to give you just a little bit. Remember, this is a lesson. You can see that, that this is a lesson in the kingdom of God, how God wants to relate to you. He wants to open up your mind, open up your thinking. He doesn't want to give you just a little bit so that you barely make it over. He wants to give you an abundance, a full supply. Now, I want you to notice something as well. The people were fed. Okay? They were fed, fed to the full. So were, so were the disciples. They got something to eat too. I'm sure they all were hungry. But there's a difference between the eater and the feeder. Grab a hold of this. There's a difference between the eater and the feeder. Those that partnered with Jesus to give the bread out, they took up 12 baskets of fragments. How many baskets were there? We said 12. How many disciples were there? 12. That means every disciple, everyone that participated with Christ in giving it out, all had a basket of fragments for themselves. So the people, the eater, only got something for that day that filled their belly. But the disciples' belly was filled along with having a whole bag of fragments for themselves. Means that when you participate with Christ, and we're going to talk about this, when you participate with him, he's not only trying to set you up to, to be full, he's trying to give you an overflow. He's trying to give you more than enough. But first of all, see the two mentalities. See the mentality of the eater. I'm hungry. I'm not going to do anything. Feed me. See the mentality of the eater. There's no way in here where they said the people tried to do anything. They were just there to receive. But the one who was working with Christ, working with Christ, mentality was different. They had the pressure of, I've got to supply the needs for these that have come. So if we can shift our mentality in, Lord, just give me enough for me and mine. Just give me enough for me and mine to pay my bills, to pay my rent, my lights, my gas, my car note. Just give me enough for my, me, my, me, my. That's the mentality of an eater. Feed me for the day. Fully satisfy me for today. But if you have a mentality of the feeder, then God will not only feed you for the day, fully satisfy you today. He'll also give you some for tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Because there is someone else that you need to uh, help out, someone else that you need to witness to, someone else that you'll need to supply their needs. Does that make sense? He didn't give you this whole basket of fragments just for you to go in the corner and munch out. You have more than enough. Your needs are supplied. Your belly is full. Hallelujah. Amen. So every disciple now had fragments to go and share with others. So we're talking about as we go back to finances, if we do it God's way, and we're going to talk more about this in a moment. If we do it God's way, it is his plan and his design, not only for you to be fully satisfied in your own home. You got your bills paid up. And paid in advance, you got your debt paid off and paid in full. Praise the Lord. You have a full supply at home. You're not trying to pinch a pinch a penny, squeeze a dollar and all that stuff. You are fully supplied. You are full. 
Somebody say to me, I am full. Say I am full. Say your name in full. Go ahead. All right. Yes, genius fool. Full of, yeah, there we go. Uh, so hear me. That's the, I want you to see, the. We, you're going to actually see this pattern all throughout the word of God as we're in this series, the Lord willing. No lack, how the Father wants to relate to you. But if we only see ourselves as an eater, as a consumer, and not a producer, then we'll only have what we need for that moment. And the next moment will always be in lack. How many of you are tired of lack? You say, I'm through with lack. I don't want lack in my life. Lack is painful. It is painful. It is fearful. It is dreadful. Always walking onto the cloud of not having enough. Always looking. Do I have? Can I do? Can I? 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 Do I have the money for this candy bar? Do I have? Do I have no? Do it. Lack is painful. Are you hearing me? It is painful, and that is not the place uh, that God wants you to abide in. He wants you to abide in enough and more than enough. Remember, Jesus said, "He said, I, I came that you might have life and have it how." More abundantly, more abundantly. But I'm not just speaking about money and things, but you need to have an overflow of love, an overflow of peace, an overflow of joy, an overflow of the spirit of God in your life so that you can share with others. Praise the Lord so that you can share him with others. Not just enough prayed up for you, but the Lord, if you if you will allow him to. He will use you to speak to the nations, to talk to other people, to supply their needs as well with a word. So even when you're in your prayer time, never pray, Lord, just fill me up for the day. Just give me what I need for the day. Give me what I need for the day. That's the mentality of an eater, of a consumer, but not a producer. So even when you're in your private prayer time, you're asking God to fill you up, cause you to overflow so that you can minister and witness to someone else. That's where you can get your fragments, your 12 baskets, your basket of fragments. Are you hearing me? More than enough. So uh, we need to say, say with me, uh, I'm done with the mentality of the eater. I have the mentality of a feeder. I'm no longer a consumer. I am a producer. Okay, this is how your storehouses will continue to multiply and you'll have a full supply. Remember, the word of God says that God gives seed to the sower and he gives bread to the eater. There's a difference between a sower and an eater. He gives seed to the sower. In other words, he will allow you to receive seed because he knows he knows that you're going to plant it. In the ground, you're going to sow it in the ground. He gives bread to the one who needs to eat for that moment. Someone who's not planning for something that is coming. Now, I know that Jesus Christ is soon to come. And I expect him to come at any moment, any second. Praise God. Right now was good for me. Come, Lord, come, 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 Lord, come. But he has decided not to come right now. It's not in the father's timing right this second. So that means that we're still going to have to live down here. 
And you have a choice to live in lack or live in abundance. You have to choose between death and life. But I'm telling you, this way is not without pain. You're going to have to, um, you're going to have to say no to yourself and sometimes you're going to cry. <laughs> you have to put some things on hold so that you may have a brighter future. Amen. Are you hearing me? Amen. All right. So God wants you to have an abundant provision of full supply. And this, this whole scenario testifies of this. All right. And I'm going to show you that further in the word of God. He wants you to have more than enough. Who else can the Lord trust with the wealth? He's laying it up for you. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. It's laid up for the righteous, laid up for the just. God wants to trust you with it. He wants to trust you with it. Hallelujah. All right. Now let's go back. I want, to, I want you to see a few things here. I want to see how this greatly parallels. Remember in verse number two, go back to the book of Luke for a moment. And then uh, we're going to talk about a few things here. We may not get to it all today. But one mind I also want you to have as we look through this. I want you to see this, of course, yes, as a miracle, and it is a miracle. It is God doing a work. Yes, it is. It is a move of the spirit. Yes, it is. But I don't want you to see this as Jesus being God. So he is God. So this is how he did it, because he was God and he did this miracle as God. If you see him doing this miracle as God, you can't follow him. Remember, Jesus is and is, was and is all God, but yet still he is all man. And he did his work, his ministry upon the earth as the son of man. His ministry was a, he, he performed his ministry as an example to us as a spirit-filled man under the authority of God the Father. So what he did, remember he said, what I do, you will do. And greater works shall you do because I go unto my Father. If he did this miracle as God, we couldn't follow it. But he did this miracle as the Son of Man, spirit-filled man. Because of that, we can follow. He said, what I do, you're going to do. Are you hearing? So we, I want you to see this, um, not as Christ doing this as God, but Christ doing this as a spirit-filled man led by the Holy Spirit under the authority and covering of his heavenly Father. If you see that that way, and if you understand that that in that light, then that means you will do the exact same thing. It may not be with, uh, uh, with bread and fish. I'm not sure if your need will call for that. If you have, if you're in need of $400,000 for a building, maybe bread and fish is not, is not the thing, but you may need something else to greatly multiply. Amen. Amen. You'll understand the law of multiplication here. How God will greatly multiply. There's a law concerning multiplication. When the four leprous men were standing out or sitting out uh, by the gate, remember, 
when the people of God, when the city was besieged by an enemy army and the army was outside and they wouldn't let anybody in the city, wouldn't let anybody out the city. And there arose a great famine in the city. And uh, people, I mean, were in desperate straits, desperate straits. They were so desperate uh, that um, as the king was walking on the wall, he saw um, he saw two women there and uh, they had a complaint. And he said, well, what can I do for you? And the women said to him, one woman said to him, King, uh, I want you to take care of this woman. I mean, really judge her because she, we made an agreement. He said, oh, you know, I'm paraphrasing. What agreement did you make with, with this other woman? Well, we said, uh, last night we ate my son. And this morning we're supposed to eat her son, but she's hidden her son. They were so famished and starved that they had resorted, uh, resorted to cannibalism, eating their own children. That's how bad the famine was. And there were four leprous men sitting out of the gate of the city. They were full of, you know, sores. They were leprous. They were lepers. And they couldn't go into the city because they said to themselves, well, if we go into the city, we're going to die because there's nothing to eat there. But if we go outside the city, you know, there's provision there. The enemy army is over there. And they said, if we go out there, they're going to kill us over there, too. So they said, well, we might as well. They said, why sit we here and why sit we here and die? We might as well just go to the enemy army. Maybe they'll save us alive. You know, maybe they won't kill us and maybe they'll be feel sorry for us. and They'll give us something to eat. So they decided to go. So when these four men, when they got up and they began to walk, the Bible says that around twilight, around the morning hours, the enemy army heard a loud noise sound like an army was coming in. And it scared them so bad that they ran off and left all of their tents. They left their horses. They left their food. They left their money. They left everything. They were clothes. Their clothes was scattered along the way. They had just run out of everything. They were so terrified. Now, what happened? They heard at in the morning hours, the twilight, then the and the you know just dawn. They heard what sounded like an army, a mighty army, but it was only four lepers men. God multiplied their footsteps, law of multiplication. He multiplied those four men so it sounded like a great army was coming when it was only four leprous men, law of multiplication. So those men got into that place and they found the food and they ate until they were full. They ate until they're satisfied. They ate until they felt guilty. I said, we, it's not good. This, this thing that we're doing is not good. We're eating and we're fat here while everybody else in the city are starving to death. We got to go and tell somebody about this. They had an abundance and they had to share their basket with others. Does that make sense to you? The law of multiplication. And it's all throughout the scripture. I won't get them all today, but I want you to see how we need to position ourselves to be in the flow of multiplication. And one thing we're going to have to see today is our mindset has to change. Our mindset has to change. You are no longer an eater. You're no longer a consumer. You are a feeder. You are a producer. Say it with me. I am a feeder. I am a producer. Amen. So that means it has to come to you so that you can be fully supplied and that you can share with others. 
It has to come to you. If you are a feeder, if you are a producer, it has to come to you so that you can be supplied and share with others. Now, the preaching of the gospel always begins at home first. Always begins at home first. So if someone says, I'm preaching the gospel, but you're not taking care of your family, you're preaching a false gospel. The preaching of the gospel always, always, always involves the home first. Always involves the home first in every way. Involves the home. So preaching of the gospel. So, so when I go out, when, when I do different media things and I receive my salary and other people give to me. As a matter of fact, I have a check in my wallet now. My wife doesn't even know about. I'm telling you about it now, honey. <laughs> that someone gave to me even yesterday. When I bring that home to my family, I'm preaching the gospel. When I take care of my wife and my children, I'm preaching the gospel. Are you hearing? When I bring in finances for my household, I'm preaching the gospel. I take care of my family, I'm preaching the gospel. And when there is more than enough, when I, first of all, when I honor God, I'm preaching the gospel. When I save, I'm preaching the gospel. When I spin in right fashion, I'm preaching the gospel. Are you hearing me? The gospel always starts at home. So it has to be an abundance in your home first. Your needs have to be supplied first. Now, there are times, yes, there are times when you will take what you, the little that you have and give and your home is not taken care of. But when those times come, you're being set up for greater multiplication. Are you hearing? Now, y'all ready to get in with me today? I feel like we're just just getting right here. Now, go back to Luke, Luke 9, Luke 9. I am so full in a good way. Y'all ready now? Luke 9, now look again at uh, at verse number 11. So um, verse 2, it says, he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God. And verse number 11, this is Luke 9, King James Version. Verse number 11, it says again, and the people... When they knew it, followed him, they followed Jesus, and he received them and spake unto them of the what? Kingdom of God. Now, we know that the Bible declares there in Matthew, the sixth chapter, uh, as the Lord began to deal with the people about they had different needs. Different needs. He said, uh, don't you worry about what clothes you're going to put on and uh, don't you worry about what you're going to eat or drink for after all these things the Gentiles seek, but this is what you do. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So he's about to teach them about the kingdom of God. He's about to demonstrate what the kingdom of God is and what it is like. He's about to pull invisible resources out of an invisible kingdom and make those resources tangible. He's about to reach into the invisible and make them visible so that people can eat. There are resources that are at your disposal that are just at your reach. They are within hand. They are at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. There are resources that are at hand within your reach that you can pull out of the uh, the spirit into the natural and see them manifest. And this is an illustration of that, and we're going to show you a lot more. But I want you to notice this. Notice what happens here in verse number 11. 
He says, and he spake to them concerning, or rather he spake to them of the kingdom of God. And look at the next phrase it says, as we begin to close just shortly. He says, and healed them that had what? Need of healing. What an interesting phrase. And he healed them that had need of healing. He healed them that had need of healing. What does that mean? That means that there were some people there that were okay in the condition in their condition. Some people there that were okay to be sick. I'm okay, I just need something to eat. Some people there that said uh, that had a physical condition, that had a sickness, and they were okay with it. And because they were okay with it, they were not in need of healing. If you're okay with your condition, uh, with, with your body, I'm, I'm not okay with a lot of things that I got going on here. And so I have need of healing. Are you hearing? Remember, if you tolerate it, so will God. If you tolerate it, so will God. But if you say, look, I'm done, I'm through, then you see the power of God begin to come over and wash over and heal. Does that make sense? Oh, we're not going to get through it today. Oh, my Lord. We're not going to get through it today. Let's go another 10 minutes. I think I got, I got one okay. Thank God. <laughs> now, I want you to see something as well. The disciples said in verse number 12 that this was a desert place. This was a desert place. A desert place means that there is no provision. There's that, that there is no possibility of receiving what you need. I wonder how many of you have ever been in a desert place when there was no job, there was no income, no hope or provision, desert place. Desert place means that, you know, there was no Walmart there. There, there was no shops there, no inns, no, no farms, no land. There was nothing. They were all in a desert place, a deserted place, a place with no provision, no supply, that there was no hope of income. They're in a desert place. The disciples saw desert place, not enough. But Jesus, because he's operating in the kingdom of God, saw abundance and more than enough. And he said, give you them to eat. They don't need to leave. You feed them. And they said, what? They, they, they were looking lower. What do you mean? There's, we're in a desert place. We don't have any, We can't feed them. We don't have enough. He said, look higher. There's more than enough. There's more than enough. And I think that that may be a good place to stop to there. I mean, today, because understand one thing the Lord Jesus does after he tells him, and I'm going to show you the breakdown of this later on, Lord willing. He tells him one thing he tells him to do when he was about to uh, multiply, operate in the law of multiplication. One thing he tells him to do is sit down in companies of 50. Sit down in companies of 50. 50 is highly prophetic in the word of God. 50 marks the um, marks Pentecost, the coming in of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost really means 50th. 50. 50 marks the uh, coming of the Holy Spirit. So when he told them, sit down in companies, companies of 50, he was telling them the spirit is going to move. 
Secondly, the number 50 also talks about the year of Jubilee. The year when all the slaves go free, the, the year when debts are, are uh, canceled or removed, the year of great freedom. So he was telling them, sit down, the Holy Spirit is about to move. He was preaching that just by telling them, sit down in 50s. The Holy Spirit is about to move and the people are about to receive great deliverance, great release and great freedom. Sit down in companies of 50. In other words, he was preparing them to receive. Preparing them to receive. And we'll stop here today. Oh, my God, there's so much. There was a man who was praying for a car, praying for a car. And uh, he didn't have a car. He had to go home every day or rather ride to work every day, uh, you know, on uh, the transit system. And he didn't have a car. And he was praying, praying, God, give me a car. 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 Speak to him, Lord. Speak, speak, speak. Finally, he got a word from the Lord. The Lord showed him. He said, go to your garage. Look in there. His garage was so packed up with stuff, he had no place to put the car. The Lord said, you clean out and you make a space for it. You prepare for the miracle. And he cleaned it out. And less than two weeks later, he had a brand new car sitting in the, sitting in the garage. Are you hearing me? You make room. You, make, you believe for it, then prepare for it. You believe for it, then prepare for it. We believe for 70, so I prepare for it. What you believe for, prepare for it. Now listen, you don't get what you want in life. You get what you prepare for. What are you preparing for? You get what you prepare for. Amen? Amen. We'll stop there today. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for your word that you've given us today. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is here, that is present among us. And we thank you, Lord, that we are preparing for great increase in this fellowship. We are preparing for great increase in our homes. We are preparing for great increase in our, in our finances in every way. Lord, we pray, I pray, Lord, that you would change and switch our mentality from that of an eater to that of a feeder. Father, I pray that you would change our mentality from that of a consumer to that of a producer. And Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that our storehouses will be filled and to overflow. We'll have excess. We'll have more than enough to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is to take care of our families and also to, su to supply the needs of the kingdom. Lord, to supply the needs of the kingdom. Lord, to clothe the naked. Lord, to feed the hungry. Lord, to do what is need to do what needs to be done. We will be examples in the earth of how your kingdom works and how your kingdom operates. Father, I pray that even this week that you would continue to deal with your people on the kingdom of God. And as we seek the kingdom of God in fasting and prayer, I thank you, Lord, that you will add everything else unto us that we have need of. And Father, I pray that we will not be uh, that that we will not be. That we will not be approving of the low life. We will not be approving of holes in floors. We will not be approving of living beneath our means as kings in the earth. But Father, you give us a higher life. We'll live a high life and not the low life. Father, I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will raise our mentality up to the level of your expectation. 
We thank you, Father, so much for it. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. Amen. Well, go ahead and give the Lord a hand of praise like you believed it and like you received it. Amen. Give God a hand of praise out of a... We pray that you were richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you, and we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.